Coming up on 5-Minute News. Court rejects Trump's bid to end protections of young immigrants. UK switches homegrown COVID-19 tracing app to Google Apple model. And China finds coronavirus in meat sections of Beijing food market. It's Friday, June 19. I'm Anthony Davis. The Supreme Court on Thursday rejected Donald Trump's efforts to end legal protection for 650,000 young immigrants, the second stunning election season rebuke from the court after its ruling that it's illegal to fire people because they're gay or transgender. Immigrants who are part of the eight-year-old's Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program will retain their protection from deportation and their authorization to work in the United States, safe almost certainly at least through the November election. The 5-4 to four outcome in which Chief Justice John Roberts and the four Liberal judges were the majority seemed certain to elevate the issue in Trump's campaign, given the anti-immigrant rhetoric of his first presidential run in 2016 and immigration restrictions his administration has imposed since then. The justices said the administration did not take the proper steps to end Dakar, rejecting arguments that the programme is illegal and that courts have no role to play in reviewing the decision to end it. The programme covers people who have been in the United States since they were children and are in the country illegally. In some cases, they have no memory of any home other than the US. Trump didn't hold back in his assessment of the court's work. In a tweet, he wrote, Do you get the impression the Supreme Court doesn't like me? Later, he said the decision showed the need for additional conservative justices to join the two he had appointed, Neil Gorsh and Brett Kavanaugh, and pledged to release a new list from which he would choose a nominee if another opening occurs on his watch. Democratic presidential contender Joe Biden pledged to send Congress proposed legislation on his first day in office to make Dakar protections permanent. Britain will switch to the Apple and Google model for its COVID-19 test and trace app, ditching an attempt to develop an app by itself after the homegrown system did not work well enough on Apple's iPhone, the government said. The test and trace programme is key to reopening the country, but has been dogged by problems. A smartphone app developed by the National Health Service was initially expected to be rolled out nationwide in May, but did not materialise. Health Minister Matt Hancock appeared to blame Apple in part for the pivot, adding that the decentralised Google-Apple system would benefit from work done on the abortive NHS app. But figures for the second week of England's test and trace showed that while over 85,000 people who had tested positive for coronavirus had been reached in the first two weeks, over 25% of positive cases could not be reached. The opposition Labour Party said that warnings about the homegrown app had not been heeded. This is unsurprising and yet another example of where the government's response has been slow and badly managed. It's meant precious time and money is wasted, Labour Health spokesman John Ashworth said. 
Britain's adoption of the decentralized approach for its app followed a growing number of European countries, including Italy, Switzerland, Germany, and Austria. But Apple and Google's model has frustrated governments as they undercut the technology's usefulness by prioritizing user privacy. The pivot happened after the NHS app, which was being tested on the Isle of Wight off the southern coast of England, was found to work well on Google's Android operating system, but not on Apple's iPhone iOS. China has found the trading sections for meat and seafood in Beijing's wholesale food market to be severely contaminated with coronavirus and suspects the area's low temperature and high humidity may have been contributing factors, officials said yesterday. Their preliminary report comes as the country's capital tackles a resurgence of COVID-19 cases over the past week linked to the massive food centre which houses warehouses and trading halls in an area the size of nearly 160 soccer pitches. The latest outbreak infected more than 100 people and raised fears of wider contagion in China. China has halted imports from European salmon suppliers this week amid fears they may be linked to the recent outbreak in Beijing. Health officials have also warned against eating raw salmon after the virus was discovered on chopping boards used for imported salmon, although the origin of the outbreak is not known. Low standards of hygiene in wholesale food markets and vulnerabilities in its food supply chain need to be urgently addressed, a leading body of the ruling Communist Party said this week. Coronavirus has also been found contaminating waste water systems and can potentially be carried in a plume of vapour after a toilet is flushed. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News with your preferred podcast app, ask your smart speaker, or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Please leave a review on iTunes Podcasts or Amazon. 5-Minute News is an independent production covering politics, inequality, health, and climate. Delivering unbiased, verified, and truthful world news daily. My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out.